that, that's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. O'Connell floats a fade down the right sideline, leaping catch, and it's Jacoby Myers diving after the leap into the end zone for a Raider touchdown. On second and goal from the four, O'Connell will swing it to Myers. Myers will throw again into the end zone. It's caught! Devontae Adams with the touchdown! Jacoby Myers' second pass of the night and his third career touchdown pass. That was a Thursday night in December. They got a couple people fired in L.A. What a bunch of jerks you guys are. You guys feel bad about that. You got Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco fired, and now Tom Telesco is your GM. It's the way way of the world. (laughs) (laughs) During that game, and by the way, we have Aiden O'Connell, Raiders quarterback, Jacoby Myers, Raiders receiver here with us live on PFT Live. That Thursday night game, I mean, it was something. It was like, what in the world? What was it like to be in the middle of that, where just everything you guys did was working and nothing the Chargers could do? You could do see them would falling even, apart in front even of your eyes. Begin right? to I have mean, any impact? Yeah, I think uh, we played on obviously we played on Sunday before against the Vikings, and it was the complete opposite. Yeah, the zero, zero points, the three zero and game. It was like literally nothing could go right for us. <laughs> um, and so to have it go the other way, we we just said over there is you know is my first experience of how the NFL works. It's any any time you. You lace them up and go out there. You try to put your best foot forward, and you never know what's going to happen. So it was, it was good. Scoring at will doesn't just happen in the NFL. You guys were, like, starting to play Madden there for a little bit in that game. Nah, redemption, man. Like you said, that Vikings game left a bad taste in our mouth. Yeah. I mean, we had to come in and do something, do something, make somebody pay. So the Chargers just caught the worst end of it. What did your head coach, Antonio Pierce, do after getting shut out on a Sunday, knowing you got to turn around and play on a Thursday night, to just set the right atmosphere for what we saw just three days later? Yeah. I think AP, man, he really straightforward. Like, he just tell us what it is. Like, it wasn't good enough. We all felt it, though. At the same time, like, the team chemistry, we all knew it was off. Like, we knew something was wrong. We had to come back and bounce back. So we figured it out. What, what, what was the year like in general? I mean, you know, I know you're a rookie. You don't know what the hell to expect yet. You're yep. just kind of like, this is awesome. I'm in the NFL. <laughs> You've been around a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. But to go, okay, Josh McDaniels, you know, and then the coaching change and all that. Like, what is it like as a player kind of going through a coaching change in the middle of the football season? Man, that was, that was different. I usually had Bill, and you knew Bill was going to be there all year. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, he wasn't no getting way. fired. Right? right. But then you – 
it switched it up. It was like a roller coaster every week almost. Like you didn't necessarily know what you was gonna get, but you knew something was coming. And then we ended up getting AP, and it just kind of took off. Like, you was, felt though that like maybe the McDaniel thing was coming to an end. Like you could feel that in the building a little bit. I don't want to say I felt it was coming to an end, but I didn't know what it was that was gonna change. You just, it didn't feel right. Yeah, it didn't feel right. You okay. know what I mean? But right. once we all kind of got on the same page, it was. Night and day almost. So Antonio Pierce gets hired full-time. You guys, like, give us your spiel on him. Like, what, what's, what's, what do you love about Antonio Pierce and him being your head coach now? Yeah, oh. I think I – think Go I, ahead. He's grinning. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's just one of the guys, man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, yeah. it's fun. Like, he really let us be ourselves. You know what I mean? Guys get to go out there and enjoy the game a little bit more. So that's what I appreciate about him. What about you? Because now it's no longer, like, zero floods or gun F, right, 72 right. Pearl Smash right. wheel, right? Well, you know, I used to man. play in your what offense. You know? okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. I played for McDaniels, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what was that like for you as a quarterback where you're getting head coach messaging, plays, all that, and now you're, like, linebacker head coach. It's just like, go out there and play harder. That's really right. what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really what it was. And AP, I mean, obviously to give me the opportunity in the first place was, was awesome, something that, you know, a lot of fourth-round picks don't get to do. And so right. – um, and still confidence in me. He actually talked to us as a rookie class the night before each preseason game, and that was my first experience listening to him. And you could tell, I knew from there, I was like, this guy is definitely a leader of men. He could command he the could room. command the room. Right. And so um, to see him there and then obviously for him to get the opportunity, it wasn't you know, a huge surprise. Do you think the groundswell led by guys like Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, do you think that really did make a difference and convince Mark Davis we got to give this guy a chance to show what he can do, not from halfway through a season, but from the day we get things started in the offseason? I feel, yeah, you. I feel like if I was Mark Davis and Devontae Adams and Max Crosby came to talk to me and told me who they wanted, <laughs> I probably would have listened to just the type of guys they are, like what they bring to the team. Yep. I would be like, all right, whatever you say. <laughs> do it. So, yeah, yep. that kind of leaders. Those type of leaders. Yeah, I hear it. Well, all right, here's another fun thing I want to hit on. All right, first off, you guys look real cute thank in you your little much. bounty jackets, you. all right? Thank it's very thank nice you. of you, very backstreet boy of you guys right, out well, here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but. You know this guy next to you's got a perfect quarterback passer rating. You I know just, that? I just heard. Actually. You just heard that? Yeah, I just heard. And yeah, it, but, it, but, but. He, he threw a touchdown against the Chargers, and that's what everyone talks about. Right. It was actually a different play where we had another trick play in the first half. Yeah. And he threw. It was supposed to be like a stutter go from Devontae. Yeah. And Devontae stopped and threw a back shoulder to Devontae. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That was that was impressive. And so it's just yeah, like I was literally. It was like a little bit. All right, all right, all right. But I got yeah, I got annoying. a challenge flag to throw in this quarterback rating crap he's talking about. Wow. I think this was the long play, right? Because the only throw I remember from Jacoby Myers it happened here in Vegas. Right? He was playing. <laughs> he was playing oh, for another team oh. called. In case the, oh, here we go. Hey, way to go! Pulled that up really fast. Yeah, you're lucky was that this ready? was a backwards yeah. pass. Like, how did you? Because I told them to pull this it up. Straight, I knew you were coming. Straight setup right here. <laughs> yep. Oh. See, I got the mic. Oh man! Wait. So First that's off, it's a lateral. All right, and. You know, was this oh, all a setup to get to Vegas and free agency? I think it was. It no, was. It was all yeah, a setup. Kobe's in 2030 right now. <laughs> Come on, you got to be two steps ahead. Hey, you're right. You're two you, steps bro. ahead. On, that's that's man. the way. So wait, when that left your hand though, right? Because mm. as a quarterback, and Aiden, you can speak to this, yeah. right? You throw a ball and you're like, oh shit! Not I'm gonna throw an interception. Is that floating through your head as you were throwing it, bro? <laughs> I throw the ball. I have no idea Chan is back there. He's like laying around in the black. So right. I go back and watch the film. Right. I see him catch it, and then Max comes and just like takes my head off. And I was at that point, I'm praying I can stand up. Like, yeah. I'm a little wobbly, but it is what it is. Oh I man. See my boy gets stiff arm. Tough. Yeah. It's tough, man. All tough right. Night. I appreciate you being a good sport. Yeah, you're sure, you're sure. a good dude for that. Come and on, I like the idea too. You can you can use the black logo as camouflage you like you did. Me, you, right? you get the black jersey on. You just hang out there, and they don't see you coming. 
Uh, one thing we never would have seen coming to New England was victory cigars in the locker room. What would Bill have done about that if Max Crosby or you or anyone else lights up a cigar after a regular season win? Now, we probably would have had practice that day. <laughs> I got enough energy to smoke. Let's go ahead out here. You know what I mean? So, nah, I'm joking. But. Well, were Max's cigars always full of tobacco? I'm, I'm curious about that. God, that's, that's a locker room. <laughs> trying to get me fired. Yeah. What, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's right. Moves, He's not going to tell you if he's rolling good tell blunts us about bounty tell us more than about those awesome jackets what's going on with bounty yeah bounty's a great product obviously you know with the super bowl there's wings tied into it some some billion number of wings eaten so great product doesn't fall apart when you wipe your face and you need it exactly it's like aiden said man you can't have football without wings definitely you know what i'm saying you can't have wings without bounty you exactly know it's be a mess, so right you need it all right, yeah. Bounty, the quicker picker upper. <laughs> Bounty. Oh, is that still a jingle? Oh, I haven't heard it. It was a jingle when I was growing up. So, you know, mama, mama sang it that way, I yeah. sang it that way. We go through right. a lot of paper towels in this. When you have a dog that likes to eat anything the dog can find and then redeposit it on the floor, oh, you've you. got a lot that's of, you got a lot of Bounty. Yeah. But that's one of the things that Bounty picks Bounty up in my house. It does a very good job. You have to use a lot of it, but it does a very good job. Give us your, speaking of things that would make you, like, have that same reaction, the Chiefs and the Super Bowl. I'm sure you love having the Chiefs in. You town. guys jump started them. You got them going on Christmas. You got them going. Tell us though, like really seriously, what Mike's saying. Like, give us the the scouting report. What impresses you about the Chiefs having faced them and and being you know you've had to face them a number of times yeah. over the few years. Oh yeah, I mean 15 man. That's a that's a that's a player. You know, what I mean, he come out there, he makes something work every time. Like he really do. So, and the guys just kind of play well with him. You know, what I mean, he get everybody organized. That's a that's a good player, yeah. good team when you they all put it together. You see the Brady-ish type of leadership qualities from him, too? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They go as he go. Right. I see that. Give, give me the defense spiel real quick. It's last question. I know you guys got to go. Yeah, the, I mean, they, they bring it at you. Whatever yeah. it is, they, they switch it up. And I was a rookie, obviously, so they're, they're bringing some different stuff. Right. They do a great job mixing it up first, first quarter, second quarter. Scheme and talents. They try to break tendencies too a lot. That's a big, big part of them uh-huh. is, is breaking their self scouts. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's yeah. really good. Yep. Yeah. We've yeah, been we talking just about, about that a lot. What's the next They're level. very good yeah. at that. They're they good. really are. I think right before the playoffs, they they take a full look at it and, mm. and redo everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, we appreciate you. Have appreciate a great week. Guys. Thanks for the hospitality here, and thanks to Bounty for making Jacoby Myers and Aiden O'Connell yeah. available from the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. There he is. You know, we didn't ask Jacoby Myers and Aiden O'Connell about the effort to find an offensive coordinator. Right. It was going to be Cliff Kingsbury until it wasn't. Contract talks broke down on Saturday. Kingsbury out. At last report, Luke Getze is in. But as we know, it's not done until it's done because it was supposedly done with Kingsbury. Kingsbury now the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. And, Chris, the team that had, as of a couple of weeks ago, two general managers, now has two offensive coordinators. They've got Eric Bieniemy, who still is on the official website as offensive coordinator and assistant head coach, and they've got Kingsbury, and I looked into it today. Apparently there's going to be some clarity coming up, and I'm still working on the whole East Coast, West Coast time zone, I think in a half hour. Dan Quinn, the new coach of the Commanders, meets with the media for the first time. He and GM Adam Peters will address the status of Eric Bieniemy, but it really is strange. Where we've seen all these recycled offensive coordinators this year, Bienemy, other than interviewing for the commander's head coaching job, no, hasn't nothing. been mentioned. No. And when you've got Ken Dorsey here and Alex Van Pelt there and Cliff Kingsbury here and Luke Getze there, 
it's just weird that Biennemi, I think Biennemi's focused on trying to get a head coaching job, Yeah. but he's still under contract with the commanders, and all these other seats are going to be full by the time he's officially released. No, it doesn't. I mean, he's not going to be with the commanders. I mean, he's not. What do you think he's going to go? I'm going to take a back seat to a guy that I think's not as good of an offensive coordinator as me? Like, of course he's not. It's weird. See, where Eric Bieniemy has become an issue now, he should be a head coach already. We've seen, for whatever reasons you want to get into, other guys groom a quarterback and get credit, but yet a guy that groomed, like, the greatest quarterback of all time, yeah, I know he was with Andy Reid and all that still, but Mahomes talked about the importance of Bieniemy and all that too. He doesn't get a head coaching job. It's weird, right? We know he's brutally honest. He's not a politician. You know, interviews are maybe, you know, a little too real for owners, whatever. Those are the things I've been told by a lot of people throughout football. Okay, that, that, that's all, you know, fine and good. But also the other problem is, right, like he's a threat. I, you know, I don't think guys like Dan Quinn even want him around because, like, oh, man, if I'm going to get fired, they're going to talk about putting him as the head coach. So there's those issues as well. But, yeah, as it stands right now with Washington, I haven't liked much of what Washington's done at all in any facet. I don't like the Dan Quinn hire, and I don't like the Cliff Kingsbury hire. I'm, I'm not totally ecstatic about them. What if they would offer Biennemi the chance to stick around as assistant head coach? You're saying it, it is a potential threat, but it's not like they're going to fire Quinn. No, not this right year, now. Next year. You're they're right. trying to build right. something. I agree with you. The Quinn hire doesn't seem very inspired. No. It doesn't seem like something that's going to make anyone excited. It was second choice, maybe third choice. It's third. I, it's Mike McDonald exactly. had an offer. 100%. Along with the offer to it's go to third. Seattle. He picked right. Seattle over Washington. Right. See, what they were trying to do is create the impression no one says no to us. Every NFL team, every sports team wants to be able to say no one says no to us. Yeah. We say no to them. Right. Well, Ben Johnson said no, and then Mike McDonald said no. And who knows if Ben Johnson said no, but it creates the impression they wanted him and didn't right. get him. And you're hiring a guy that, okay, had a solid time with the Falcons. As we know, the team was extremely talented. You know, Thomas Dimitrov did an incredible job building that football team. It was top-heavy, okay, but, you know, a lot of great teams are. He went, what, barely above 500? I don't remember. It was it's close. Like, it's like a right game around above. 500. One or two above 500. I mean, like he 44 and 42 or something like that. Blew a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl, and he's a defensive football coach. The best thing Dan Quinn ever did, in my opinion, was hire Kyle Shanahan. And that was the banner moments of the Falcons in the Dan Quinn era, was the Shanahan years. Shanahan left, the team started to fall apart. So, yeah, I don't love that. And then Cliff Kingsbury, who I like in so many ways, but, hey, if I'm going to be honest about football and X's and O's, yeah, i got questions here. I mean, he's got a laundry list of great quarterbacks he's coached, yet the teams have never been good. That, that, I don't like, whoa, he's coached all these guys. I'm going to go, yeah, and they're always 5-7 and seven in college or can't get to the playoffs in the NFL, right? It's he seems the, like hey, he's buddies with these guys, but that doesn't mean it's good for making them good quarterbacks. One of the reasons we didn't know Mahomes was going to be Mahomes is because he didn't reach his full potential in college. A lot of sloppy footwork, a lot of things that just created yard, questions. Just play, right, just whatever, go out and right. rip it around. An offense that doesn't. Right. Evolve. We were talking earlier with Aiden O'Connell and Jacoby Myers about how that Chiefs defense spends all that time heading into the playoffs self-scouting. There isn't a whole lot of self-scouting. It's just my system, which works if you've got superior talent. Exactly. It doesn't work in the NFL. You've got to have something that shifts and changes and evolves and grows game by game, strategy by strategy, defense by defense. It's, what it's, are we doing oh, differently exactly. than what 
than what we do. Right. It can't just be this is what we do. Exactly right. It's got to be what do they do yes. and how are we going right. to do something to counter what that's, they do. That's what we complained about, right, in those years. That like It got to week seven or eight and every team would go, okay, I, I got the offense. I got what Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals are doing. And they would slowly start to shut down as an offense as the season went on. They got to the playoffs one year, but even that, that was a year where, what, they started out 10-1, and 9-2, and two, and barely you know, limped into the playoffs because at some point, yeah, there, there's some things there that are not done the correct way. I'm shocked by this hire. I'm shocked. You know, now, obviously, they're going to try to draft a quarterback. Does that mean Caleb Williams or whatever? Right? And I know Cliff Kingsbury's got great personal skills. Uh, Mahomes liked him. All these guys, they've all liked him. But again, what like, what, like, what does like mean? Like, 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 likely kiss my ass with like. Okay, <laughs> there you go. You've sorry, London. Kiss my butt. Well, when sorry, we're not I'm live fired in up London. Now. Like, I like. Well, tell me what coach quarterback combination is with the Super Bowls <laughs> with. I like them. We're best buddies. Like, get the f out of here. This is football. The best teams ever. The best coach quarterback combinations ever. The coach and quarterback had issues because the coach, no matter how great the quarterback was, he constantly pushed that guy. Chuck Knoll, right? Terry Bradshaw. Bill Walsh, I'm going to bet you for Steve Young, even though you're Joe Montana. I mean, I know my own life. Bill Sims. I mean, Bill Barcells, like we've always said, my dad didn't realize his name was Phil until he got done with the career because it was always, you know, effing Sims, right? I mean, again, did Jimmy Johnson make it like all flowers and roses with Troy Aikman? Drafted Steve Walsh. Right. Brady and Belichick. You could just go on and on. So friends like all that stuff is crap. And this is the, to me, this is a big slap in the face to Eric Bieniemy. this hire, too. It bothers me in a lot of ways. It really the does. Coaching, the head coaching hire, that yeah. they should have just gone with him? Or are you talking about no, Kevin the, as the, offensive the coordinator? offensive coordinator was the slap in the face, yeah. like the ultimate yeah. slap in the face. It's just weird how they're yeah. trying to thread these needles. They wanted to keep Martin Mayhew around, work with Adam Peters, because they worked together in San Francisco. Right. So Mayhew's the GM. In comes Peters as the GM. We got two GMs. What are we going to do? They reassign Martin Mayhew. Yeah. That's what makes me think they're trying to pull this same game with Biennemi. We got two offensive coordinators now. What are we going to do? Well, Eric, we have this other position for you. Assistant head coach, whatever. Senior offensive, whatever, whatever. Whatever title they want to make up just to keep him there and have the benefit of his ability. And he may say, I'm not interested. He may say, I'll do nothing. But that's the problem. He will do nothing unless there is a surprise retirement and a clamoring among the players in the locker room for him yeah. to be the successor right. to one of the two Super Bowl or teams. Or Mahomes wants him back as an that's, OC or right. something but like I, that, But, too. I mean, yeah, yeah that's the you. only way it's going to happen. I hear you. It and you know what? If they, if they would have just fired him, the Chiefs could have brought him in if they wanted to. I don't know if they would have wanted to. They could have done like consultant, a Josh McDaniels right. thing as a consultant. Yeah. You could have got another ring. Yeah, I, 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 exactly right. I, it, it's, uh, I'm, I'm really surprised by it. I am. And I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be disrespectful, but those are my honest feelings about the situation. And uh, I, I don't quite understand it. And Biennemi, here he is. He's coached all these top offenses and done so many positive things. And he gets passed over by guys where I'd go, wait, like Cliff Kingsbury hasn't coached any offense to the capabilities that Eric Biennemi has, except now he's going to be the guy running the offense? I just I, I don't quite get that. And, uh, yeah, Washington so far has not necessarily impressed me but their New regime here. If I was a fan of the Commanders, I would be asking myself, what are we doing? And I would be like, why should I be excited now? I was right. real excited because Dan Snyder's gone, ding dong, the witch is dead. Right. But what are we really doing? 
Ron Rivera was fired. We're getting a young offensive-minded coach. They let us believe that. Peter and I talked about on Friday how it was just such a bad job of managing expectations of the fans. Yeah. Because everybody thought they were getting Ben Johnson. Right. And they did nothing to push back and say, no, it's actually Dan Quinn. They did nothing to create buzz. This is what a quick, quick lesson for any PR professionals out there. If you think the wind is blowing in that direction, you better make the reporters think the wind is blowing in that direction, too. And you better get that out there yeah. and get people comfortable with it before it happens. 100%. Because if, when it just falls out of the lap after Ben Johnson says no thank you, after Mike McDonald says yes to the Seahawks, it does create the impression that you didn't get the guy you wanted and you settled. And that's never a good way to no. start a relationship like this. No, and the Kingsbury thing, I agree with you. Like, what is it? What are we really doing? Um, the Caleb Williams angle. I was talking to folks in Chicago about this today because yeah. they're very interested. Folks in media, not the, the team. Yep. They're very interested in what Caleb Williams is going to do and what the Bears are going to do. And is it Justin Fields? Is it Caleb Williams? Is it Drake May? Is it Jaden Daniels? If Caleb Williams decides he wants to play for Cliff, if that's the end game here, you know, there is a way that it can happen. And I hadn't really thought it through like this. But 12 years ago... When Andrew Luck and RG3 were coming out, RG3 wanted nothing to do with the Colts. Yeah. But never said it. Right. He just made it clear yeah. in the communications with the Colts, right. I'm not interested. Invited him for a private visit. I'm not interested. Right. I'm not coming. Right. So it makes it easier for them to go to Andrew Luck. And yep. I wonder, you know, and that's a way that you can exert yourself without creating a problem among media and fans who would say, how dare you not treat it as an honor and a privilege to be the first player drafted. Yeah. But if he starts getting word to the Bears, I'm really not interested in playing for you. Yeah. I'm not interested in coming to have a stake with you and the executive staff. I right. really don't want to be there. And you don't go public with it. That's a way to, to bend it toward. And all you got to go is one spot. Bend it toward Washington. And, and I, I concluded by telling the folks in Chicago, Keep your ears open for hearing reports that the Bears have fallen in love with Drake May. The Bears have become smitten with Jaden Daniels. That that becomes the cover that no one said no to anybody. The Bears didn't get spurned by Caleb Williams. Yeah. But they were going to, so they made the smart play and they, they settled on someone else. And that opens the door for Williams to go to commanders. That's yeah, we're a all, more nuanced yeah. way to do it yeah. that doesn't require the kind of ugliness that we saw from John Elway and Eli Manning. Yeah, I hear you. That's a way to engineer it if you're Caleb Williams. And, and if this is all about keeping Cliff and Caleb together. I, I mean, maybe. Just what I would say to Caleb. Again, you, Caleb, you show me a, a coach uh, quarterback friend uh, where we're going out to be buddies and tell me where that's been successful, Caleb Williams. That doesn't really happen in the NFL, right? You don't want you the, 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 the your best buddy is not going to bring the best out of you. That's just not how it works, right? So that's where I, I don't understand that. We'll see, right? I know there's a lot of talk that this play is maybe made to yeah adhere, make make Caleb Williams like him. I I, I look at it and go Caleb Williams. I mean, gosh, I I I'd chop off my right leg to be in his position and go to Chicago to be number one. Not literally. I, I mean, not, no, not literally, but you know what I meant. But, like, yes, I would like to the point of, from football standpoint, you can go to Chicago. I, it's, it's, they've never had a good quarterback. Sid Luckman, you, how dare you? Right, right. You will be haunted by the ghost he of Sid Luckman. He could go Luckman. and do exactly what, like, basically Mahomes did for the Chiefs or Joe Burrow did for the Bengals and go, 
hey, I'm your first guy. I'm going to take you out of the doldrums we, of being the Bears. Sold, are we sold? Do we uh, believe it? I mean, there was some stuff last year that what that, that makes me just kind of like. Well, yeah, his sure play got sloppy. Like it got generational. Sloppy. It got sloppy. Yeah. There's and, some, then, and then he doesn't meet with the media after the last game. Of the I don't season. love it's any like, of that. You know, he didn't meet with the media a lot during the yeah. year. It's it's. I don't love any of that. And he definitely got too backyardy football uh, at one point during the season. I didn't love that. But here's my last thought of this because I know we got to go to a break too. It's just we do. That, they haven't oh, told I thought me we did. I thought I saw. Hey, it. we keep talking until they tell us to go. Oh, I thought I saw a target. And they thing don't have to tell us once. Right. They, we make them tell us I, until I hear Courtney say. In a very, like, direct, pointed break. We're good. Why would you want to go to the commanders over the, uh, the Bears? Yeah. The Bears have an elite offensive line, an awesome tight end, receivers that we wax poetically about, right? They got a good running, two good running backs. They got everything you want as far as it. And I keep going back to where the GM There's one co- thing they don't have. What? Hot water. Okay. Where'd the I mean, GM really, come from? It's a horrible state. Where'd the GM come from? The GM of the Bears came from. Wait a minute. Why am I? Kansas City. Right. Yeah. I just feel like it's Caleb Williams there, yeah. and we'll see if Caleb Williams will have them. I know there's a lot of talk about that, but man, I look at it from Caleb's standpoint and go, "You can go to Chicago and be the king of Chicago. They're dying for a guy like you." You're why, and you're going to go to the Commanders? Could be the Sausage King Well, of it could be, yeah, right. Yeah, the Sausage King of Chicago. That's Ferris Bueller. Yeah, uh, but Abe Froman. Abe Froman. Abe Froman. Yeah. You know, well yes, done. Yeah, yeah, there we go. See? Uh, my brown, my brain's not that cloudy. But, yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would relish yeah, that. It will I'm be sure cloudy later today. you've already visited the dispensary. Biggest dispensary in the world, according to Jake. Is that right? Yeah, oh, you're intrigued i got to be there. I'm going to be there this week at some point. All right, we'll be back momentarily when we return shereen williams will join us to talk about what in the world they're happening or what in the world is happening or what in the world they're doing One no of the tattoos on shereen's Some way, butt somehow Darn we'll it. talk about the cowboys next year on we PFT wanted Live. to see tats on shereen's butt did you hear that that's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like how about that that's a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Friday. Friday. It's almost like whoever named Friday knew it should be celebrated with free fries. Free Fries Friday at McDonald's. Get a free medium fries with any purchase of a dollar or more on the McDonald's app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offer valid through 930 to participate in McDonald's. Excludes tax. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Las Vegas, baby. There are the banners with the logos of the various Super Bowls of years past. Radio Row Media Center, Mandalay Bay. By the way, we're doing a live show Wednesday. You know this is official now, right? From the Sportsbook of Mandalay Bay. Yep. 5 o'clock Pacific time. Just show up, hang out. We're going to do our picks. Yeah. 
We're going to break the game down. Break the game down. We're going to have questions. some fun. We're going to curse a little bit. Right. So, Are we going to drink during it? I don't know. Are we allowed to? Well, I mean, I'm a grown man. They can't right. tell me whether I can drink or <laughs> Are not. Are you going to smoke during it? I mean, if they allow to smoke, I know. I thought of you when I, when I got off the airplane, <laughs> right. and immediately you're hit with all the slot machines. I actually had in the airport an area where you could smoke yeah. and play. Like the and old I thought days. of you in there, the but it's all days. glassed off. Like oh, you're in a right. big, giant fishbowl, but I thought of you in there with some of your favorite products. Man, and in the old slot days, machines. you could smoke inside, right? So... You would go to a casino and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, it's just just cigarette smoke everywhere." Yeah, everywhere. That you haze could, that would hang over a boxing ring. You could ring, take a hit of a joint and nobody would smell it. It would just sneak in with yeah. the rest of the the cigarettes. Right? I don't know if you're old enough. Mike and I are old enough to remember when you flew and there was the smoke in the cabin. Yeah, the early smoking days, section. Yeah. I, I do remember that in my early life. You yes. know, if you're on an old plane because it still has a no smoking exactly. sign up right, above the right. seat. Shereen Williams, by the way, of PFT, is joining us here. The legend. And uh, <laughs> we'll start with. Uh, one particular individual who was relevant to us for a few weeks because we were all hoping that Bill Belichick would become the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys so that Shereen would have <laughs> twin tattoos of Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones on each cheek, not her face. Um, he put out yesterday the ad in the Boston Globe, page A3. So, I mean, you open the paper and yeah. there it is. Lengthy thank you, humanizing, very unlike him. And I think it was a nice touch, yeah. but the timing wasn't a coincidence. He didn't do it the Sunday after he left. Yeah. He did it the Sunday after it was clear he's not going to be coaching anybody else this year. I know what I'm going to be doing, or at least I know what I'm not going to be doing. That's the Sunday it ends up in the paper as he starts thinking about 2025. Well, and that's my fear. I hope our bet doesn't carry over to 2025 because <laughs> suddenly the Cowboys become one of I don't of those remember favorites. you putting a cutoff deadline <laughs> on it. I don't remember. <laughs> I will say I think things have changed from the Cowboys' standpoint. Of I, I do concede that he could be a candidate for that job in 2025. Yeah. Mike McCarthy and Nick Sirianni go on the hot seat, the hottest of hot seats, entering next season, and they're going to have to do very well in order to keep their jobs. And where are those teams going to look? If they're looking for a head coach, they're probably going to look at Bill Belichick, among others. Sure. So I, I cannot see Jerry hiring – a young coordinator. The only young coordinators he's ever hired are guys who work for him. Right, Jason, Jason Garrett, Garrett right. being one. Right. So he will go after an established head coach. So, you, I mean, just connect the dots yeah. if the Cowboys don't do what Jerry expects them to do. And he had no qualms about blurting it out last week at yeah. the Senior Bowl that he can work with Bill Belichick. He had no reason to say any of that. And that's what yeah. that's what refueled the yes. potential for couple of tattoos well so so like i mean you're you're very in touch with the cowboys like give us the the feel in the building down there right now that maybe like the national or you know the national media doesn't quite get like we know they're disappointed they lost mccarthy's back yeah 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 but what are kind of the under the radar rumblings there right now well I, you know i think it's just what you see it yeah. is you know as mike said jerry has fueled this additional talk of Mike McCarthy being on the hot seat and Bill Belichick being a candidate for that job, he had a chance to squash all this yeah. by, A, giving Mike McCarthy a contract extension, which right. he didn't do, which is the same thing he did to Jason Garrett twice. Right. Once Garrett earned the extension and once he got fired and Mike McCarthy came in, or not contract not renewed, however you want to phrase yeah, it. right. So, you know, he has the chance to, to say Mike McCarthy is our head coach long-term. He didn't do that. And not only did he not do that, he opened up this talk to Bill Belichick. So 
I will say, Mike McCarthy and the staff knows exactly where they stand. There's no question about that. Yeah, they know that surely. they're on the hot seat for, for 2024. How about the quarterback? Where, like, what, First off, not only where you think he thinks he stands or that situation, but also, like, I, you know, it's, it's hard to gauge. Like, do Cowboys fans like Dak Prescott or not? It's like, it's a weird it's, thing where, it, you know, I can look at social media one day and everybody's defending him, and I can look at another day and I feel like they're all like, Oh, he's just good. He'll never be great. He'll never get us to the promised land. You live there. Kind of give us the feel there, too. I, I think it's 50-50. Yeah, I it think is. there's really – and it, it was the same thing with Tony Romo. Yeah. You have the, the hardcore supporters that can do no wrong, right. just like Tony Romo could do no wrong. Right. And then you have those who that can do no right. It doesn't matter what they're going to do. Like, he's their quarterback long-term. Oh, he's going to win us a championship. He's the guy. Right. So you have really the split 50-50. The Cowboys, to me, have a huge decision to make. Uh, wh- what are you going to do with Dak Prescott? He has him in a corner right now, Mike, as oh, you've yes, written he about does. a million times. $59.4 million yeah. cap number. The only way to get that down is to extend the contract. And if he decides, I don't want an extension at all, it's $59.4 million this year, straight to the market next year, and they can't stop it from happening. And they'd carry $35 million in dead money under his name next year. They got over $90 million in cap dollars that have to be dealt with. And the only way to properly finagle that and finesse that is to sign into an extension that pushes money into future years gets him paid and and he had a good enough year that he can credibly say i want 50 million a year they really are stuck here and i i think it's highly unlikely that they would just say we'll just stick with how can you do how can you do that how can you sign cd lamb how can you placate michael Michael parsons Parsons. they need other people in free agency they got it you know that's one thing yeah you know like you kind of talked about jerry jones put the onus on everybody else and they're like hey you're on the hot seat hey he's on the hot seat too their d tackles stink their middle linebackers stink their safeties are average right that's his department you got to help the two coaches out a little bit that way and i'm i mean i feel like i'm with you guys or at least we're on the like, there is no decision with Dak Prescott, I don't think. They already I don't made think it. They, have they already it. made it. They're yeah. stuck. Yeah. I mean, if Jerry wants to win a Super Bowl in the next few years, I think so, right? It just yeah. feels that way to me. Well, and Chris, Jerry's talked about pushing the chips all in. Right. And you just made the point. They have Michael Parson to take care of and CeeDee Lamb to take care of, and they have to redo Dak. How are you going to be all in when you have all those big money contracts to do? And, by the way, the last big money, big name guy that you signed yeah. to a free agent deal was Brandon Carr. That, right. And that was a long time ago. Like, that's not their MO. That hasn't been their MO. I yeah. bet they try to convince Micah Parsons to wait. I bet they try to get him to wait until after year four. And I wouldn't. We talked about that last week. $2.9 million for the position he plays. Yeah. No way in hell I'm putting a shoe on for $2.9 no, million. The best defensive player in football. To me, he is less expendable than C.D. Lamb. If you're making me make a choice, I'm going, we're going to pay Micah first, and then we'll work with C.D. We're seeing, we talk about it every year, right? Receivers are growing on trees right now. I mean, every year the draft supplies us with Puka Nakua in the mid-round. What is he, one of the best receivers in football? So I would certainly, if I'm going to roll the dice on that type of thing, I'd roll it more on, we're signing Micah, best defensive player in football, CD really good, but I'm not ready to say best receiver in football by any stretch of the imagination. He had his and best year by far He had his best year. year by far, definitely. But I, I don't think, I'm not ready to put him in the class of Justin Jefferson, right. Tyree Kill, yeah. right, that group of guys, Jamar Chase, Again, CD really good, but those are guys to me that can catch a slant and run for 80, run by you for a 70-yard bomb. 
CD can do some of that, but I think he needs also a little systematic help along that that's different than those guys. Mike, Chris mentioned all those receivers. They all need, most of them need contracts that he mentioned. Who's going to be the first to do that first? Because that's what everybody's waiting for is that first receiver deal. I mean, I would say Justin Jefferson, but I still hold out the possibility that the Vikings use him as a bargaining chip to try to move up to get one of the quarterbacks or do a three-team thing where they would trade Justin Jefferson to someone else and whatever they would get in a Justin Jefferson trade becomes the ammunition to go from 11 up to one, two, or three to try to get a quarterback. So until he's signed, I'm still – I said that last year. If they don't sign him before the start of the 2023 season, I am watching for the possibility of Justin Jefferson being sacrificed to get them that thing they haven't had since Fran Targeton, a franchise quarterback, if that's what they want to do. We're hitting on here because, like, I'm I'm not even up to date on total free agency, right, as far as all these guys. CD, we know. Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Right. Who else are we missing? Anybody? Oh, T. Higgins, we know, is in that right. conversation as well. But those are the main yeah. four, right? Superstars who deserve big contracts yeah. now. Jamar clearly wants Jamar his, and JJ is going to be the wait. problem. Right. But yeah. he's in a way. He right. wants to see Justin do it so he can one-up him. Yeah. Right? right? And so that's where that's, yeah, it could end up to both of them kind of dragging their feet a and little Jefferson bit. And Jefferson and Lamb are from the same draft class. They're both entering their fifth-year options. This is the time. The whole idea of the rookie wage scale was to make sure that there aren't busts that make all this money. The guys who are great deserve to get yeah. paid. They shouldn't play these games no, with them, but they, they do. Not. So we'll see how that goes. Let's. Uh, do we have time? Why don't we go ahead and take a break so we have more time on the other side? When we return, we're going to do a draft, but Shireen's going to stick around for the draft. We're going to draft the best defensive players in Super Bowl 58. So you get some time to think about it because well, you don't need. You're well prepared. I'm I sure. should be all right. I'm sure you stayed up yeah. late last night to get ready for this. More PFT Live right after this. Taylor and Smith, when you watch them uh, on film, Taylor's, I think, leads the NFL with a ton of penalties. Anything stand out when you watch them? They hold a lot. A man of few words, but when he speaks, the words save plenty. They hold a lot. Guess what? Everybody holds a lot. Well, Jed the, York was complaining about that, too, from the last Super Bowl on the right. jet chip wasp yeah. play. Yeah, Nick sure. Bosa got held. Right. Guys get held all the time. Right. That's what we've seen in the playoffs. I mean, that, that's where I think some teams are frustrated, right, where they go, wait, the, the game was ref this way for 18 weeks in a row. All of a sudden we get in the playoffs and DBs are allowed to hold receivers, tackles are allowed to hold DNs, and everybody kind of just, you know, like shuts an eye to it. And there, what's it? Shuts a blind eye? Turn a blind eye. Turn a blind eye. There you go. Thanks, bye. You can shut a blind eye. I mean, open a blind eye. You're still blind either way, right? I mean, either way. You can't see out of that eye. But, yeah, I think that is annoying. And I think I told you, too, I had a conversation with a, you know, very respected defensive coordinator in football. I'm not going to throw this out there. But he was bothered that – He's, this is a guy who goes, wait, I, we play man-to-man. I teach it right the whole year. I make guys wear oven mitts so we don't hold and do all that. And then they let the playoffs come, and these teams that play zone the whole year, they let them play man-to-man and hold. And he goes, well, what's the point of me teaching it the right way if that's the way it's going to be? And I do think that that would bother me if I was a coach as well. All right, best defensive players in Super Bowl 58. That's today's draft. We'll Booyah. go around the we got horn a lot of three good rounds ones. each. It's good because we got nine picks at yeah. least to yeah. fill up. Yeah. Shereen, you get to go first. Well, I'm going to go with Nick Bosa, who obviously was defensive player of the year two years ago, ten and a half sacks. This year came on at the end of the year, two sacks against Detroit in the postseason. I think he's the best defensive player 
in this game. Yeah, he's certainly up for that. I'm going to go with Chris Jones, right? It's, it's the same type of talk here. I, I don't, you know, with these two teams, the reason that they're Super Bowl, I think we're going to get through five or six guys here and go, damn, he's awesome. Oh, he's yeah. awesome. He's a star. Uh, but, yes, Chris Jones, we know. You know, the ability to pressure the quarterback from the middle, they move him around, his ability to bat balls down, his ability to get his big right arm up and knock a few balls down in the first Super Bowl matchup between the 49ers and Chiefs was a big difference in the game. I'll go him. Those are the two easy ones. Yeah, After that, like, there's a drop. Now you got it's like, like a, where do you go now from Now there's a here? lot of good A right lot there. of good guys. Right. And I guess I'll go Dre Greenlaw because he had the two interceptions against the Packers, yeah. and he had that one that iced the game. Yeah. And he made it interesting by running around for 12 seconds while they were yelling at him to get down. But, you know, if you've got that knack to be in the right place at the right time, maybe that's a guy who can make a difference when Patrick Mahomes is doing his thing. And it just yeah. comes down to instinct. At that point, there's nothing about scheme. It's just instinct. Mahomes is doing his thing. Are you going to anticipate where he's going to put that ball, and are you going to get there before the ball does? And I think Greenlaw, of any of the guys on the field for the 49ers defensively, is the guy who's got the instincts to do it. And you know what? For the same reasons, Mike, he may not be the best – next best defensive player on the Chiefs, but I'm going to go with Nick Bolton because he's healthy now. And remember back to the Super Bowl last year, he had the huge play in the Super Bowl. No doubt. Maybe the biggest play of that game. So I'm going to go with Nick Bolton just because I think he has a chance to to make a big play to change the face of the game. I I agree with you. That would have been my next pick. All right, so you're not crazy on that. (laughs) Nick Bolton is all-pro caliber middle linebacker. He is no doubt that. If he doesn't get hurt this year and miss a number of games, he's going to be an all-pro. Yeah. Like He's awesome against the run. He can run down running quarterbacks like we saw. He is an incredible football player. All right, well, i, I got to go with Fred Warner off of that. I mean, Fred Warner, we know, maybe not playing his best football here as of late, but still it's been the best middle linebacker in football, I think, probably the last three years in totality. Uh, you know, I think, again, he's the leader of that group, and he's the guy, like you talked about with Dre Greenlaw. Oh, yeah, I got to worry about Kelsey. Oh, wait, I got my other eye on Mahomes if he scrambles. Oh, crap, they're throwing to Pacheco here. Oh, damn, it's Pacheco right up the A-gap, and now I got to man up and tackle him. He's going to have a, a, his hands full in this one. Peter King explains that at halftime of the game against the Lions when they're down 17, yeah. there wasn't a big moment, no big fire and brimstone. But Fred Warner was one of the few who spoke. So He's the leader of the day. And he doesn't need to yell and scream. He gets right. his point across. Right. I'll go to Jerry Sneed. Yeah. yeah. He had the great play against the Ravens, knocking the ball out from Zay Flowers' hands. He, and this is a reference that I know Shireen will get, and the anniversary of the movie was just last week. He did the manhandling of Tyree Kill like Robin Williams' character Jack Dundee <laughs> in The Best oh, yeah. of Times. Have you seen that uh, movie? The, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, you know. In Sneed, the mud, raining, great, yeah, right? Great, Dr. Death. He does like a set. Dr. Death, he, do like he finally does it. He does like, it, yeah, to get away from him. He does the spin move to get away from him at the line because he's, he's just getting pounded into the mud by the equivalent of Jerry Sneed against Tyree Kill. But, but he's got the instincts and he's got the ability. He's the best corner, I would say, on either of these two yeah, teams. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're going to need him to come up big again. It's either Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk yeah. or whoever. Agreed. I agree with you. LeJerry Sneed is the best corner in this game. Second best corner in this game is Traverius Ward. Career year for him. Really was a lockdown guy for, for the 49ers. I think he's one of the better defensive player on the 49ers. And played for the Chiefs and knows and a thing or two the from the practice Definitely. field. That's right. right. That's right. So I, I think Ward's going to be a big factor in this game. I, I, don't, I, I think the 49ers – have to change their approach on defense from the way they've played the last two weeks. Absolutely. Way too soft, way too much space. 
I would be shocked if we don't see the 49ers come out and play a little bit more man-to-man and, yep. and get in the face of these receivers to, to take them out of, out of rhythm. I don't know where I want to go here. I mean, holy crap, all of Batman. I mean, we still got Armstead, Javon Hargrave, Carl Laptis, Trent Young. McDuffie is a, is a, is a big-time, of course, all-pro corner. All right, since you went corner, I won't go corner again here. I'm going to go with Javon Hargrave. I say this because one of the issues right now with the Chiefs and what we don't know about, is it a Joe Tooney or is it Nick Allegretti, right? right. So right. that's still up yeah. in the air. Hargrave has had a good year. I don't think he's been as good as he was last year with Philadelphia, which made him strike at riches in free agency. But I look at him to go, hey, if it's Nick Allegretti, you're supposed to win that matchup. They're paying you to win that matchup for sure. You know, hey, it's Joe Tooney. It's an all-pro versus an all-pro. There's going to be stalemates. But you should whoop the crap out of Nick Allegretti. And that would put the spotlight on him, honestly, if, if Allegretti starts and Tooney can't play. And Allegretti held up well he did. last time around. He did. When you don't notice him, that means he's doing right. right. Uh, we noticed George Karlaftis drop on the fumble that Charles Omenihu caused of Lamar Jackson in the AFC Championship. And I'm going to go Karlaftis. I mean, he had double digit sacks this year. He's the man. And, and they need him with right. Omenihu out. Right. They need somebody to take advantage of the attention that gets paid to Chris Jones, get around the edge, and, and try to get to Brock Purdy before he does the water dragon thing and skips away and takes <laughs> off down the field. Yeah. Can I bring up one more guy? We didn't mention Chase Young at all. Uh, yeah. And they made this big trade, this Ballyhoo trade yeah. for Chase Young. We haven't heard very much of no. him. Mike, what does this do for, for his free agency Nothing. hopes the way he's played? Yeah, I, I, He's going back to the 49ers probably at a low-level deal I, or something. That's my point. Yeah, I just don't I hear think you. he's played very well. No, he is not. Shereen, you were spot on. I'm glad you brought it up, really. It is. It's... You know, I, I know you always used to hear me say, right, like Montez Sweat is better than Chase Young. People didn't want to hear that because they were like, wait, he's the number two pick. He went to Ohio State. He's the sexier name. But, yes, there's, there's, it's not very impressive. I think I told you last week, when it comes to pure pass rushing, Randy Gregory is a better pass rusher than Chase Young. Chase Young does a good job in the run game. But, yeah, that, that you know, good thing they only traded a compensatory pick away for that and not something more to, to get Chase Young. And you have to wonder – that knee injury from yes. November of his second yeah. season. Right. Is he still recovering from it, or is it as good as it's ever going to get? Right. And that's what he's always going to be, and this is just it. And then he just he never gets the big payday he would have gotten, should have gotten, yeah. as the second overall pick in the draft if he was second. I think he was second. Yeah, he was second. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and you just take whatever you can get, go wherever you can go, and just extend your career that way. But, you know, Sweat got his deal not long after being traded, traded. to the Bears. Right. And Young... I don't unless he this is an opportunity for him. Absolutely. If he has a big game, get somebody's attention. We've seen it happen. We saw the Raiders do it to Dexter Jackson after that Bucks Super Bowl. Yeah. They gave Larry him that Brown. huge contract. Right. Larry yeah. Brown. Larry too. Brown. Exactly Desmond right. Desmond Howard. Yeah. After the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Thirty-one. Thirty-one, 31 right. against the the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. yeah. So guys can get themselves set up for big contracts that maybe they otherwise wouldn't get. Look and at then the they defensive go, guys we got we here. Good I mean, players. we didn't even get McDuffie. We didn't get Who's, Eric Armstead. Yeah, all pro slot right. Yeah. You know, Justin we know Reed, Reed is a really damn good safety, right? I mean, it's it's a, it's a, de- a Super Bowl with a lot of star power on the defensive side of the football. All right, let's take a break. When we return, some early news about the practice field here in wet and rainy Las Vegas. What? Specifically the it's 49ers the desert, practice I thought. field. How dare it rain? Florio right brought this. the rain. What a jerk. Are 
you're the man, first off. Brandon Marshall is the man. You're the man. Debo Samuel is the man. You're the man. Aiden Hutchinson is the man. You're the man. Justin Jefferson is the man. You're the man. CeeDee Lamb is the man. I love you. You're like, you're the man. Mike Evans is the man. What up, dude? You're the man. That guy over there is the man. <laughs> oh, oh no. that's so good. They're hey, on to me, Mike. You texted that to me the other day. That's like your thing. It is my thing. I, I said last week there should be a Jim Harbaugh doll with the pool string, and it <laughs> says, who's got it better than us? Nobody. And I'm going to attack the day with an enthusiasm known to man or whatever else. That would be your. You only need one. You the man. Yeah. You uh, the man. You the man. Uh, I mean, you the man. I mean, where's my weed? End the conversation or yo yo mofo yeah. to start the conversation. Yeah. That's kind of where I go from there. It's one of those two. But damn, they exposed me there. Now you're gonna have me thinking twice when I meet these players. You guys, you jerks in the back room. That's great. Directing the show. Well done. Yeah. Hey, Courtney and Kristen. You are not the man, okay? You jerks for doing that to me? You know who also is not the man? EJ? No, no, no. (laughs) Whoever did the field that the 49ers are supposed to practice on, apparently, they are not the man. Uh, Report from Jonathan Jones of CBS. CBS, by the way, televising this year's Super Bowl 58. 49ers not happy about the firmness of the practice field at UNLV. A group of 49ers staffers, it includes members of the equipment staff and grounds crew, inspected the field last week and have raised concerns about the firmness of the surface. The NFL put natural grass over UNLV's artificial turf, and the staffers believe the field is too soft, and now they're considering their alternatives. I don't know what the alternatives would be, but I I don't think – yeah, the right way to put – a grass field in isn't just to say we're going to lay carpet of grass over the artificial turf. I think there's a, a greater degree of science that goes into preparation of a grass field than we're just going to roll out grass on top of turf. Well, I, I don't know the severity of this, the severity of this yet, right? I'm, I'm interested to hear about this a little bit more, but this is crazy. Of all the things of the Super Bowl, the biggest games of this people's lives. Of all the things you control, you would think it'd be like, hey, the NFL, we make billions of dollars. We could control a well, grass field, even though we saw last year in the Super Bowl. We couldn't do that either. Right. So uh, these are things it was where a player's I just fault. go. It was a player's well, fault, yeah, I'm according sure. to right. uh, the yeah. man who will who not never be taking football? questions from The, the guy that never played football. Right. Isn't invited right. To I know. The he's the man. And he's, a, he's a great commissioner. He talks about football too much like he knows what he's talking about, and he doesn't okay. know anything that'll about be fine. it. All right? Um, so that's what I don't like. <laughs> um, but but they'll, they'll find there'll be an excuse that my point is this, even if they completely and totally failed as an organization yeah. to put a proper grass field in, right. they'll never admit it. They'll spin it some way. Yeah. It's somebody else's fault. It's fine. They're wrong. They're wearing the wrong shoes. No, it's fine. No, it's not. It's like 1984 stuff. No, there's nothing wrong with it. it you're the problem. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. grass is fine. Right. If there's a problem, it's you. Right. It's not the grass. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Because I don't be. think the 49ers. We'll, we'll deal with that crap. they got to get ready for a game. No, no doubt about it. You know, no, a, lot, a lot of the dirty work is done last week. But, yeah, you still want to have practices here. And 
This and is part of the fix. Right. And this stay, is part of the fix. What do you mean the fix? Well, you know, they oh, want the Taylor they want, Swift. They want the Chiefs Travis to win. Kelsey. But I literally see people on social election, media who go, look at the emblem thing. It means the Ravens and the 49ers are going to play each other. And in their same timeline, they're also talking about the fixes in for the Chiefs to win yes. the game. Well, because like they've changed the script. things here. Well, like, because... So well, no, 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 yeah. Chris, you're missing the point. <laughs> they picked the logo before the Taylor Swift angle oh, landed in so their lap, so they had it. to revise. Oh, gotcha. So now the, the, step, the first tangible step right. is give the 49ers a substandard practice field right. to kind of make them unprepared <laughs> for So we figured it out. That's why. Right. That's why. So yes. too bad, 49ers. You're going to lose anyway, so, you know, you, uh, <laughs> you, you're, you're going to find out quickly on your – on your nice practice field. <laughs> did you watch any of the I, I Pro actually Bowl did. games? I did. You know, I, I've, I've fought against the, the Pro Bowl over the years because I'd like to watch real football. But this is the, the only alternative right now. Um, I did kind of – I was on the plane, right, so there was limited options. But I did enjoy it. I did. Now, I mean, again, I'd like to see maybe – more of our quality superstars playing in the game, right? Uh, th- that, but there still was some moments as far as the game, the way they interrupt the game to do a few little obstacle course challenges and stuff like that. It keeps you interested. And there was a few plays and like, like, all right, we've been talking about C.J. Stroud. If this was fun, I did have fun watching this. I mean, the NFC whooped the crap out of the AFC and the tug-of-war stuff. They could not mess with Tristan Wirth and Lane Johnson and some of these guys. They were dominating this competition. Uh, that was cool to see. Look at Aiden Hutchinson here with Daniil Hunter, right? That's incredible. But the C.J. Stroud throw, just to continue our wax poetically, this is insane, Mike. Watch this throw. I don't give a crap if there's no pads and this is a flag football game are you kidding me unbelievable it's like there was a magnet to jamar chase that was an incredible incredible throw uh but good event and football is king if they can fill up a full stadium for flag football then damn who knows where this is going the olympics are gonna like that well that's right and they're really pushing flag football at every level in every way that is the new indoctrination tool and i'm not saying that in a bad way but that's the way to better globalize the sport because you know what? They can't play tackle football in every country, but they can play flag football, and yeah. it becomes an Olympic sport, and that's the way where you draw people to the NFL through flag football. They were never going to get regular football in as an event. No, nope. Flag football's in now, and we're going to see this massive push for flag football, even though it's, it's not like watching real football. No. But what will happen, is, like what'll happen is yeah. I saw some deal. ESPN did some deal. They're going to be force-feeding us with it. And we're going to start like, well, what do we watch? Do we watch another rerun of Seinfeld or do we watch flag football? And then you start watching it and you get used to it and you start to like it. I remember back in the day when ESPN didn't have much and it would be Australian rules football. And I got to kind of like that. The guy in the trench coat with the fedora who would come out and do that. I didn't know what it meant, but I got to like it. So it's like anything else. If it's on TV and you see it, you get used to it. And I think that's part of the broader play. And the core of it is globalize the NFL and eventually catch soccer. And our friends in the UK don't like it when I say that. But again, what happened to boxing? What happened to baseball? What happened to horse racing? They used to dominate, and the NFL was trying to just catch up to them. And now they're not even in the dust. They're just gone. I mean, horse racing and boxing, forget about it. And baseball is so far behind, you don't even need to look in the rearview mirror. Right. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll wrap up this Monday edition of PFT Live from Las Vegas right after this.
We are here all week long. Dan Patrick's on before us, 9 woo, woo, to woo, noon woo. Eastern. Matthew Berry, Fantasy Football Happy Hour, noon to 1. We're on 1 to 3. Michael Hawley, Michael Smith, 3 o'clock. All from Las Vegas here at the site the of Super Bowl 58. And we'll have some great guests this week. And again, strategically, we are trying to avoid tipping our hand because we don't want any agents to get involved in reeling guys back. But we do have... A pretty good list, and we got a good one coming up on Friday. Yeah, we do. We got, we got a, multiple good ones. We got one good one in particular. I'm got, looking forward we, to. We got yeah, we got on a, Friday. We got Can't be week. Tuesday, but right. it'll be Friday. Well, yeah. Wouldn't be Tuesday. It doesn't work on Tuesday, but it will be Friday. There you go. He's trying to cancel that interview <laughs> as we speak right now, Mr. Snarky. I'm trying to think of a way to ask him. Like, have you read Tuesdays with Maury? All right. Would you read that on a Tuesday right, at the bookstore? You, I'll lead when him you're down not that working. road. I'll lead I'm sure you will. I mean, you just went right at Jacoby Myers today, and it was Monday by Friday. Friday, you'll be punched I'll be ready, up. Baby. We'll say whatever the hell. I mean, what's he going to do? It's not like he's going to hit us. I mean, that's the thing. We're grown men. Like, if we we're on a playground, because I, I, as you might imagine, I have honed my smart-ass skills yeah. over time. Right. And I did it at a time when I knew that saying that thing that I thought was funny, at least to me, was going to yeah. get me punched in the face, yeah. and I did it anyway. Right. Like, we're grown men. Right. He's not going to beat me up. Right. And, we're just, and we do it. It's all in good fun. I know. I know. It's not malicious. No, I, I, don't, I don't think... He's never been affected. I think he's always been aware of your critiques anyways, and, he still, shows and he, up. he still shows up. I give him a lot and of respect I'm gonna for that. I'm going to beg him to come back to the Vikings this year. Good. I should have I should have that, That's why it's a special year. I should have brought my jersey. Cuz I'm going to be like, "Hey Kirk, look at Mike Florio. He's wanted you to not be the quarterback of the Vikings for the last 5 years and now he does. Look at what's changed in the world. This is so amazing." So much for not saying who our guests are. <laughs> anyway, uh, that'll be Friday unless yeah. it isn't. No, nah, we got but, an uh, awesome week. We got lots of action. We're going to be going here all day long even after the show's going cuz we're going to continue to throw interviews and and things uh, and splice it into the shows. And we're going to get dragged all over the place into the madhouse yeah, that is radio. Yeah, but Row. starting, it's starting already. Fortunately, we've got some folks running interference. Yep. I mean, I don't want to say no. So if somebody else says no, and for we're going me, to a, we're getting a little the, steak dinner get tonight. Some steak tonight. Right. We're going to see if we can see what we do to right? Florio and right. see how crazy we can make. See them. you tomorrow, or maybe not. <laughs> Have a great see day. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.